0: Okay. Uh, hello, Paul. Hello. How's it Hello, going? everyone. Um, uh, welcome to the Meat Puppets. I'm Martin, and I'm somewhere in my loft between a 4G and a 5G area, which is a nightmare because my phone can't decide. And as a result, I've got rubbish service. It's doing me nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I might do an internet one as well, to be honest with you, because I'm having that pain. Yeah, I'm somewhere between, um, I'm not going to name the service, and buying Elon Musk's Starlink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do it do it yeah
1: so going
0: back to something we tried in an old episode you meant to start with a story that's kind of connected to your theme this one isn't really but i'm going to do it anyway <laughs> all right go on then all right, i'm going to start with a story paul you ready go on yeah i am all right i was the first gaming streamer Yeah, right yeah no i was <laughs> <laughs> i was this was even before streaming was a thing go on then um so, young Martin had a Commodore 64, and he was obsessed with a game called Turrican 2, the final fight. And he'd figured out that if you tuned in your VCR, that's a VHS recorder for those young uns, you could tune in your VCR into the output from the Commodore 64. So I thought <laughs> um, the most interesting thing I could do, and this would be dead cool, <laughs> Um, would be to record myself playing Turrican from the beginning right through to the end. Amazing. And back in the day, you used to have to wait about 20 minutes for each level to load. So I paused the video in between each level, paused (laughs) the record, so it'd be a seamless playthrough of about two and a half, nearly three hours worth of stuff. (laughs) And then I made about five copies using VHS to VHS, and I gave it to all my mates at
1: school. Uh, Amazing. You know what I really, really want to know? What? <laughs> which which tapes did you use? Uh, TDK 184s.
0: Oh, 184s. <laughs> a bit posh. I know. Uh, well, you know, and I wasn't quite sure how long it was going to take me. <laughs> right. um, so at the time, I thought that was a decent use of my time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, probably wasn't. But in my head... This would make me popular amongst my friends, <laughs> especially the girls, especially the girls. <laughs> <laughs> and that seamlessly links into the theme for today's episode.
1: does it does it?
0: <laughs> it is It's about finding an audience, Paul. Are becoming popular
1: amongst right. your audience. <laughs> right, got it. After years of analog success,
0: lifelong media vets Martin and Paul
1: are entering the digital unknown. The tech-naive duo will either adapt
0: or become obsolete. Join these plucky, wisecracking founders as they document the genuine struggles of using machine learning. Will artificially intelligent guides rocket them to digital disruption? Or will the learning curve squash their
1: scrappy moxie?
0: Stay tuned for the triumphant failures of two savvy dinosaurs Dinosaurs. Striving to evolve on the meat so, in this episode, we're going to talk about how the hell to find an audience or what strategies we're using or going to use to find an audience. Okay. And we're going to, going to talk, talk through that process and, of course, talk about all the different AI tools that we've been trying out and using to try and achieve this. So, it all starts with your audience and in a digital world, I learned this from you, Paul. Yes. Um, it's about creating user personas. Yes, what the hell are they? I do know. I'm just saying yeah. that as a device. So yeah. You
1: know. So I so I tell you what they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so a user persona. All right. So it's it it does what it says on the tin. Really, it's an imagined person who you're selling your products to. Although in an internet world, it might your product might be a service that somebody uses online. Yep. So the user persona takes into account. In a very digitally focused way, as in uh, their kind of behavior online and all the rest of it. And, and their likes, their key motivators. And the basic idea is, is you create your user persona or personas, you know, depending on different parts of your website, for instance, or different products that you're selling. Yeah. You will create the person. And it's like a a reference If you're thinking about how something should be, how something should look, how something should feel, what kind of feedback the user will expect. Um, For instance, like somebody young might appreciate an informal Google-type language, language, whereas somebody who's a bit older might appreciate a more formal sort of stance. That kind of thing, you know?
0: So it's almost, um, it's kind of taking an audience-first approach. Who's going to use your service? Who's going to listen to your podcast? There's another question. Um, But who's going to... You know, eventually, pay for your product. and yes, I think it's a re- it sounds really simple, but having that idea that they're always front and center in every decision that you make, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: how how successful we are at that is a different matter.
1: But yeah, we have created some; they are there.
0: Yep, we have user personas for this podcast. We do. And we've got user personas for different brands. One bit I like about it is is identifying what their key challenges are or what their um, pain points are. And then yeah, that's hopefully, a really big part of it, really big part of it. And then hopefully the product or the service or the content that you make will go some way to solving that so you have a value proposition. So you are of some value to your users, hopefully.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: It's a really good thing, actually. Yeah, and um, we've been using ChatGPT to help us with that. We have. I remember ages ago when I used to do um, videos for retail people. Yep. And they used to call them customer profiles. Yeah. And we used to go out and make big, long videos about their typical customer. This was a really well-known shoe brand where you might get your kids' shoes from for school. (laughs) I've come into contact with them from the other side when someone's asked me to make a video about this imaginary person but now I think I understand it so what we're saying is think of your audience first and then we create these user personas yes the next challenge after that is how the hell do you let them know that you're there big challenge I would say the biggest challenge
1: yeah never Um, never easier but at the same time I think probably more difficult. And that sounds weird. What am I trying to say there? As in, we have the tools to reach the whole world, and yeah. more and more people are online. You know, it's not like a shop where you it's the you got to get people to come to you.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about this, Paul. Yeah, it, it, was, it was. It could be summed up as never before have there been so many tools accessible to virtually yeah. anyone with a computer and an internet connection.
1: A phone, even
0: or even a phone. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. A, a phone, but because of that, it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. There are so many people communicating. Yeah, how the hell do you cut through all that noise? It's noisy, yeah. And yeah. that
1: is the challenge, isn't it? It is indeed. I mean, a quick, quick link going back to music again. You know, always a go-to. Yeah. Um, years ago, back in the '90s, releasing records, you were competing against. I'd say a couple of hundred records. And yeah. as we know at the moment, it's thousands upon thousands released every day as more and more people are making music. You know, you got yeah. that same job. Let's cut through that noise. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really, really difficult. And I suppose even knowing that you are cutting through that noise to the right people as well. Yeah, measuring
1: it as well. Yeah, that's a that's another big challenge.
0: Yeah, so I think there's two approaches there's probably more than two approaches but in my mind there's two approaches and there's okay if I spend enough money on marketing someone will buy my product and the challenge there is I need to spend less on making my product and marketing it than I earn from people paying for it yeah and to me that's as old as anything yes and obviously in the digital world there's a lot more options there and you can be a lot more targeted but spend enough money doesn't matter how good your product is or how rubbish your product is yeah someone will be convinced to part with some cash for it
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah and then there's the other end of the scale which is um organic i think is the phrase people use yes so you create content or you create marketing materials that people will naturally find.
1: And that that can include loads of things that traditionally you would have kept secret, as in you give away knowledge for free to attract people to your brand. Which is insane. Yeah, and but products for free, actually. Yeah. Which, um, we, we, we will be
0: embarking on shortly. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it does feel really alien, that, because when you're in the service sector, you, like, guard your knowledge because that's what people pay for. Yeah. And increasingly, I've gone to this place where Give it away for free. Let tell people how to do it, and the likelihood is they'll start to try to do it. Realise that it's too much of a pain, and then just <laughs> ask you to do it instead. Um, you've got a bit of experience with paid ads, haven't you, Paul?
1: Yes, I have actually. Yeah, we've, we've done this. Uh, well, we were really. I was working for a company that was a really early adopter of Google Ads. Right. When they j- just started doing it in sort of mid mid noughties type of time you, you'll have been on Google I'm assuming well, and you'll have Google. seen yeah. yeah you've seen ads on there as well then too many I also got to remember back in the day actually where, when I'm talking about this um, that they didn't tell you what was an ad necessarily um, that came later <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so you could um, pay to appear in Google searches is the basic of it you still can yeah um, it, there wasn't as many features as there is now, as in you can target demographics and, you know, you could do a bit of um, geography in so the So, like, the target Google the search. people in
0: your village or your city or your country.
1: Yeah, exactly that. And what this company did, I'll just quickly tell you what they did. They sold furniture packages to landlords. And what that means is they'd sell an entire house worth of furniture or apartments worth of furniture it was more typical you know two three bedroom the whole lot landlords phone up get you to come and furnish their property it's done in a day and you're out of there yeah. everybody happy yeah and it relied on phone calls to sales staff was how you'd contact and on some days when the phones were quiet we literally used to buy Google Ads. And the way Google Ads worked then, still works now actually, is it's a bidding system. So you pledge an amount for your ad appearing in front of someone. So you'd say, oh, for instance, I want to spend 20 pence yeah. on this ad and appearing. And what would happen is if they click through on the ad that you put up, you get charged you 20 pence. So what we used to do at, at the company was do outrageous bid prices. So three, 400% higher yeah. than what we think was going to be the highest one. And you'd preload an amount of money in, we'd say throw in 500 quid or something right. like that, thinking that we're going to burn through that in no time. But if we got a lead and turned it into a sale... Half of that was covered, so a couple of leads would cover it. And so we literally used to turn the bidding on, on an outrageous amount, and within 15 minutes, the phones would be in, and then we'd turn it off. <laughs> it was great at the time, because nobody else was doing it. Am <laughs> I right in thinking you only pay when they click? When they click, yeah.
0: Can you not just put your phone number in the ads so they just phone and you don't pay for it? Yes. Did you do that? Yes amazing (laughs) amazing so put an outrageous bid on you get Uh the ad. nobody clicks but you get the sale
1: yep yeah i'm I'm not sure if that still works don't know to be honest with you so
0: that's what we're gonna try and find out isn't it really yeah
1: and try and see what
0: we can make work Uh, other thing you hear a lot about in marketing speak and we've been talking about a little bit is funnels and i suppose the concept here is is how do people get to the point where they've just clicked buy?
1: Yes, I'm working backwards about, from there. Yeah,
0: and and so a customer journey could be okay in a paid sense. Saw an ad on Google, clicked yep. it, read yep. about the product, thought, "Oh, that's really useful." Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Yep, or it could be as simple as saw a comment on a Reddit thread. Yep. With a link in it that took yep. me to the page. Yep. Looked at some frequently asked questions, looked at some reviews on Trustpilot, then eventually yep. made my way back and made a purchase.
1: Or friends shared something with me online, clicked to that, then saw what the company was, thought they were interested. Oh, the, the list goes on. In a digital world, there's hundreds of funnels.
0: And I suppose what we've got to try and do is, Decide on what our funnel is, test it, see if it works.
1: Yeah.
0: The key to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you've got a product or a service that genuinely genuinely solves your target audience's problem or one of their pain points.
1: But the challenge there is to match how they would find that, how they would go about searching for that pain point. And yeah. then you need to be there on on those answers. And I think we've briefly touched on SEO in the past. You yeah, know have, you, yeah. that that's where you've got to make sure that you're right, because you could have exactly what they need, but if you don't match what they're searching for to your solution, you're you're in the doldrums. Yeah, you're in the noise, aren't you? Yeah, you're in the noise. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. Well, we're just going to take a quick sting. Paula, put the put the button on me stream deck. Amazing. So I should just be able to press this button and we'll seamlessly get a sting. And then we'll just talk sting. about, we'll talk a little bit about where, oh, I'll tell you after the sting. Sting. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless. This week, we've really been talking about a strategy of about how we uh, find an audience. So we're getting ready for our first product launch. Yeah. And we've been talking about, well, what marketing do we do? It's a,
1: it is a little bit more complicated than that. I know we're going to touch on it later on. Yeah. We're actually looking how we unify the management of the back end and finding the customers, right? Absolutely. So
0: we're using real-life data that we're finding out about our intended audience guided by our user personas yeah. to then dictate what sort of content would be useful and valuable to them yes which will then hopefully mean they enter the, our sales or marketing funnel find our product and want to buy it yeah yeah that's cool yeah it sounds dead easy
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's not is it no <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's not. I'm sure it comes easy to some people of a different generation.
0: <laughs> one thing I've noticed this week is we we started talking about what platform is our audience on. Yes. As in, are they on LinkedIn? Are they on yes. Facebook? Are they yeah. in Reddit? Are they yeah. just searching Google? Yeah. And it seems to me that we've just got to pick one that we think is likely. And we have. So what what we, yeah. what we picked? We picked Reddit to begin with. Now you're a bit of a um um a Reddit authority aren't you? you talk
1: about to... authority. But I've been on there for a, oh, over 10 years or more more it, actually. Yeah.
0: I'm a bit of a knuckle dragger when it comes to Reddit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've only really started to get my head around it. Um but uh, those who don't know Reddit is considered to be one of the front pages of the internet.
1: Yeah. And that's how it, we, I don't know if it still does that, but that's how it branded itself to be honest. Yeah.
0: And one of the things we did mention
1: last week is that
0: generally information flows from Reddit to more traditional social media platforms to then legacy media.
1: Yeah, there is another layer prior to Reddit, but we're not going to go there. No, no. (laughs) I think that would be
0: definitely labeled as not safe for work. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Which there's enough of on Reddit, you know. (laughs) So we've come up with a little bit of a Reddit strategy. And one of the questions that always pops into my head when you're doing this is, you know, who are you on Reddit? Are you yeah. you, Paul Billington and Martin Riley? Yep. Or are you The Meat Puppets? Yep. Or are you Warehouse City Sounds, which is one of our other brands?
1: Well, I think we should be people. Um, and I think you can actually on Reddit associate a person with a brand and you quite simply do that through a username Reddit is quite a personal space. Um, There are ads on Reddit, you know, you can take paid ads out. But um, it's definitely more of a personal thing. And I think you can engage with people being a person more honestly. And you're talking about giving value to customers. It definitely is on Reddit more personal. As in, if a person gives some advice to someone that's seen as more valuable, you know. Yeah. than a than a brand obviously trying to shove something down your neck.
0: But then weirdly, we've said that we're going to appear as our brand on Reddit, haven't we?
1: But personally, that's the key difference. So yes. it, we are going to start promoting um, this podcast on Reddit. And yeah. so our username should reflect that we're from a podcast. And the idea in behind that is we will search for content that we know we're going to cover or have covered and join in the conversation.
0: But also using that the other way around as well, seeing what the conversation is. Yes. And seeing if we've got any value to add to that. Yes, correct. You know, through our collective experience. So, for example, I'd be Meet Puppets Martin and you'd be podcast paul <laughs> we're not no
1: that's not what we discussed <laughs> if you just come up with that now i have I'm, yeah i'm not having it <laughs> sorry i'm paul. not having it yeah no. <clears throat> i I'll was reading at... puppets paul something like that <laughs> yeah yeah well, um... wait a minute i'm
0: thinking about it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was having a a a troll through um reddit this morning yeah. About looking for what other people are doing on this. Yeah. And this is, we haven't discussed this, but I noticed that um, some people were suggesting they're going to set up their own subreddit for their podcast. Yeah. And they've been using that as their podcast webpage. Yeah. I, I was it, considering that myself. I mean, it, it, you know, I think you've probably got to have some kind of audience first. To yeah. get there but I love the idea of that because then you can talk about you can talk about the content of the podcast directly on that page yeah and link content etc etc etc
1: there are there are challenges with that um, about moderators uh, as in like how how active you have to be as a moderator and if reddit spot your assigned moderator has not been anywhere near that board for X amount of time and it's quite short periods of time right your subreddit gets kicked.
0: Okay, I understand. So you might invest a load of time to it, go on holiday, come back and find it's gone. <laughs> yeah. The difficulty I have with it a little bit is that we were trying to build a company that wasn't built around us two. Yeah. And our skills and knowledge. I and mean, we were trying to package up that skills and knowledge into a company.
1: Yeah. So I do have a little bit of difficulty with that. I think you can hand it hand it over quite genuinely though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that idea yeah. of transparency fills yeah. me with absolute dread.
1: <laughs> but it feels
0: really good and wholesome. I know that sounds really cheesy. Yeah. kind of frees you up just to say what you think. It's good. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so we, we're planning on using uh, Reddit as a, uh, a place to market ourselves and maybe the start of our funnel, but yes. also using re- using Reddit as a source of what are the conversations – That we should be having and maybe start a couple of conversations of our own yes so if we're doing all that then well we're going to need to generate some content paul (laughs) we've got a podcast (laughs) yeah which which is great we're doing that um now my brain just because i've spent the past 20 years in it as soon as you say content straight away jumps to video
1: um but i don't think that's necessarily right is it not, not necessarily. Um, obviously, it's a huge part of online content, but you know, yeah. it can be just a simple image. It can be um, a piece of text quite as easily. And we're planning on
0: trying to use AI tools to try and help us with the content generation process. We are. So rough strategy is that we're going to use Reddit as the front end. We're going to use that to find conversations that we should be talking about, but also to start our own conversations Um, And as part of that, we need to actually generate some content. Is that right? Is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. Yeah, That's what we're saying. (laughs) Cool. All right. I'm just asking. Um, So uh, we're going to use AI tools to help us create all this content. So after this thing, we're going to (laughs) go and chat through a few of those uh, tools and see if they can help us and maybe talk a little bit about the old way we used to do it as well, because creating content used to be our entire business. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I'm gonna hit the button on my Stream Deck again. Do it, Sting. Doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Sorry, I've just uh, you you mentioned uh, Stream Deck woes earlier. I've just noticed that um, I've been using Stream Deck to mute the microphone while uh, the Sting plays. Uh, and I've noticed that actually the same shortcut, I've just been duplicating lines in our Notion database.
0: <laughs> I've just seen that. I was wondering what was going on. I thought we had an intruder. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? Oh, what is he doing? <laughs> I, think, I thought you were trying to draw my attention because that particular note says, paid ads. Paul talks about it, and he just kept yeah. on duplicating it. And I was like, he's already talked about it.
1: <laughs> well, <true>. technology. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so first tool kind of isn't really an AI tool, but thought it was relevant because they've got some new features, but it's a yep. company called Dataclay. Now, if anyone doesn't know, Dataclay are a company that create this thing called Templater, which yep. is about automated video production but using After Effects. Oh, yeah. So this is so you can create a template, of say, for a piece of marketing, and then from a Google Doc or a a JSON file or an Excel spreadsheet, you can literally make loads of parts of that video dynamic. Just type it into a Google Sheet, click go, and it'll kick in After Effects and make you a video.
1: So uh, doing dynamic content, you might have a product that has some localization, and by that I mean selling in different areas. Yeah, And so you might, instead of laboriously and manually going through and changing your video and putting in the new text of the new place, for instance, um, you you can do it from a spreadsheet and everything will be taken care of. That's a small example. It gets a a little bit more sophisticated than that. It
0: means you could have a team that just create um, After Effects projects and then you could enable your staff who've got absolutely no After Effects skills just to fill in a Google Doc and get a video back. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is good, but it's not something we're considering for this, is it? No. Having used it in the past, and yeah, no. I was going to talk about, and I'm not sure if they are actually using this, but I've always been really impressed with um, Netflix's uh, thumbnail images. Mm, yeah. And uh, I, I'm just going to mention it because I think it's relevant. Because the thing that frustrated me when we were using Data Clay back in the day—I say back in the day, what three years ago—is say you just wanted to generate a thumbnail, and there's a picture in that thumbnail. Yeah. Now, Data Clay will arrange your text per your template, but yep. say like all your text is on the left, and the picture yep. that you've chosen—that's where the uh, the area of interest in your picture is—is is on the left. Right, yeah. So so in that instance, all your text is going to cover up your picture. Yeah. So you either have to predetermine that, okay, the area of interest is going to be on the right-hand side and my text is always going to be on the left. Yeah, Yeah. that's what you definitely have to do with data DataClave. But what Netflix do, they've got a little bit of clever AI working, and I, I hope to God something like this becomes available for us mere mortals and not just Netflix, is what Netflix do. They have some algorithm that... Scans all the photos, works out what the area of interest is, and then dynamically arranges the text around that picture. So the template responds to AI-generated area of interest, which means they can throw any picture in.
1: Yeah. And I- generates- I'm nodding sagely in the background and realize that nodding's not going to work. But yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know, what we need.
0: So I'm desperately on the hunt for that. So if anyone knows of anything that does that, let me know. So that's data clay, which isn't really AI. So we probably shouldn't have covered it in AI news. (laughs) Probably not, no. (laughs) But I was going to say, but this is to me, the point of that is, you know, the AI
1: enabled bit of that suddenly would make data clay useful. Yeah. Um, Hopefully somebody's got a uh, user persona with us and that those pain points on it.
0: I hope so. <laughs> God, you imagine that? That's, that feels really creepy now. <laughs> Thinking that we're sat on somebody else's Notion database as a user persona.
1: <laughs> uh, with all can, these... can I
0: just, while we're talking about user personas, yeah. uh, when you put it through ChatGPT, it tries to come up with its own clever names, doesn't it? It does. And it always tries to give them a nickname. And just on the user personas that we created for this, it obviously was short of a nickname. So instead of like Carlos, mega investor Rodriguez, mega <laughs> investor being the um, nickname, it's just called him Carlos Carl Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it started doing these for I think It was like Dr. Sarah, Sarah Williams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway just a slight aside yeah. so when you're using chat gpt for these things it does have some strange, strange anomalies or maybe our user personas just don't like nicknames <laughs> you know maybe we should always refer to them with their full title paul billington <laughs> that, that, that might be what it's saying martin riley i think you yeah. might be right <laughs> anyway <laughs> right next next tool because uh, um, we're doing a long form podcast probably too long sorry everybody <laughs> yeah. um i came across this thing called opus um, yeah. And what Opus does is, I actually tried this a while back, and I think they've had a little update in that they've plugged into ChatGPT, so they're using ChatGPT on the back end. Um, and so you give it a link to a long-form video, yep, and then it uses AI to work out what that content is and then create short, shareable clips yep. out of that content. And the weird thing is, it doesn't even have to be your video. You have to tick a box to say, I have you know, the rights to use this content. But yes. you could just paste in a TED Talk yeah. and then it just pulls out like 10-second little clips that actually seem pretty relevant. And I just thought this might be an automated way of us creating interesting 10-second segments from the podcast. Yeah, um, But when I was trying it out yesterday, the thing it seems to do is pull continuous sections. It doesn't cut it up. Right. So because we ramble so much... Who? I'm not not sure it's going to be able to pick out something useful that's like under 30 seconds long from this podcast, but we shall see. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give it a whirl anyway. I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, It also lets you, I should say, it also lets you um, export in any format. So if your original video is widescreen 16:9, it will do portrait and square versions of that. That's useful. And it tries to intelligently uh, pan and scan, to use an old TV term. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it just shrinks it down. Gonna yeah. have a little bit more play with that. Uh, next one um, is this thing called Hey Gen. Hey Gen is basically you can upload your voice. So we've all talked about voice training models before, and it trains on your voice, and then you upload um, your uh, image as well. Yep. So you so load some footage to show that this is you, and then it creates you your own pretty damn well like life 3D avatar. Yeah. Which you can put in any location and you yeah. can type some text and it'll give it a message. Yep. But when they did the sign up, this is what I just have to play. So I'm going to play a little clip from a Hey Jen generated video. <laughs> and when they launched, they trained the model on their managing director. <laughs> right. Um, and the idea was when you sign up to prove how good their technology was, you type in a message that you want their managing director to say, <laughs> and they send you a video back with this in, <laughs> which is have. dangerous. Dangerous. They must have known. And well, I must well, thought, okay, he, let's go for it. Yeah, well, the fact that we're playing <clears throat> it here says their marketing egg. strategy is working. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but this, uh, I stumbled acro- across this on Twitter. I'll put a link in the description That it is the first time podcast yeah. bingo Link oh, yeah. <laughs> in the description hey. um, <laughs> What else? <laughs> um, um, so if you imagine this This is their managing director uh, I don't know his na- name um, This is a message that got sent back When someone signed up for the service To prove how good their stuff was So this is their managing director And this is what they got him to say
1: Hi, Mr. Poopy Bahol. thanks for your
0: interest in our ultra realistic avatar feature for your use case. Never going to give you up, never going to match you down, never going to run around and desert you, never going to make you cry,
1: never going to say goodbye, never going to tell a lie and hurt you.
0: And all I could think of is <laughs> millions and millions of pounds of development, investment, years <laughs> yeah. of people's lives create this ultra realistic, fine tuned technology. And they do a Rick roll. <laughs>
1: What's wrong with
0: that? <laughs> uh, I love it. But I was considering this, um, you know, we, we're trying to put this uh, podcast on YouTube as well. It is available on YouTube as well. Um, but the idea of being able to upload an avatar of us or somebody else and have that come across. Um, yeah. I really like the idea of that. I haven't tried yeah. out Hey Gen yet, but the fact that they're using it for corporate presentations yeah. s- says to me it's already got through or it's a complete waste of time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Quite quite exciting to try, though. I'm with you on that. We should yeah. do that. Yeah, okay. Right, we'll give that a go. We'll give yeah. that a go. Um, so moving on from that, there was a bit of an announcement last week. This kind of ties back to um, um, our talk about copyright and use of your own likeness. Oh, uh, yes. So, so there's this um, other startup called Metaphysic, and they've got a new product, Metaphysic Pro. Um, they want you to use that to create your AI likeness. That means what you look like and what you sound like. Yeah. And what they will do is they will go then go and register that copyright with the. It's in the U.S. at the moment with the U.S. Copyright Office. And so then your likeness is now copyrighted. And then they yeah. have a different service where then people can license your likeness. Mm. And this kind of goes into what you were talking about in voiceover uh, work you know, just put it up there, people can use it, making money while you sleep. Yeah. And apparently they've got people such as Tom Hanks, Anne Hathaway, and Paris Hilton. Mm -hmm. I've registered their likeness this way.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I just thought that was just interesting. Can um, ordinary humans license themselves? Apparently so. You're saying that Tom Hanks is not an ordinary human?
1: Yeah, I (laughs) am. What I was wondering is, is if you license your own persona, and then somebody goes mentioning you on some social platform, can you mm. then say, hey, you know what? Can't do that. Is this, in other words, is this a way of protecting yourself from, um, you know, people doing what people do on the internet this, with your this image? Is,
0: this is like the AI equivalent of when you're in a band and you yeah. play your own music at your own gig, the yeah, PRS yeah. pay your license yeah, for you to be able to play your own music in a venue Yeah, <laughs> you're playing your own songs. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. But there's maybe a new business model there. Do you think we should give that one a
1: go? Uh, Let's let's dig into it, see what's going on there. Okay.
0: So this one might be a bit boring, so I might cut it. Okay. Do you as a company need an AI policy? I also, so I don't know if anyone's familiar with Medium. Medium is what, I'm sorry, Medium, for describing it like this. What I would call, it's a blog site for chin strokers. So it's quite highly, highly respected. They value the written word. They value knowledge, which is not a bad thing at all. And they have a policy of no AI-generated blogs on their site and no AI-generated yeah. AI content. They have this policy. And I get it. You know, It's like keep everything pure. So they also have a policy that they will not let any AI company train on the content on their site. So, But then the email I got from them, which was right at the bottom of it. they say yeah. we're never going to let uh, AI companies train on your data, on your written word, you know, really holding the written word to heart. Yeah. But then at the bottom, they ask a question. They go, we were just wanting to see whether our community thought that if we offered a 10% boost in earnings on Medium to those who opted in to having their stuff used for training, right. would you <laughs> opt out? <laughs> would you opt in? Or would you leave Medium? And it sounds to me like they're edging their bets.
1: Yeah. Maybe they should refrain from that big, strong statement before that and just gone with that question. <laughs> the other thing that came into my head about this was,
0: um, so if people are using AI models to find out about stuff, then surely, like, you want to be included in Google search because you want to get on the front page of Google. Yeah. Do you want to not be included in a chat GPT question as an answer? mm, mm. You know, maybe at the beginning it kind of feels like, well, they're just using my data, but they may also bring you an audience.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's interesting that though, isn't it? Because when you do do searches for things using ChatGPT, um, it isn't as direct as a Google. As in, there aren't, just follow this link. Not yet there isn't. Not yet there isn't, no. That's what I was just about to get onto. I, I got a feeling that's going to change gpt ads yeah on your chat gpt will there be
0: sponsored links to this ai generated result
1: yeah yeah or or at least an ai processed search will be much more direct i realize you know you can do that right now in bing and, and all the rest of it and sometimes it works an awful lot better sorry google
0: yeah, <laughs> I know. Who thought you'd be saying that, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> you've just you've just promoted Bing. Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you've. Well, changed.
1: I had a classic case of it a weekend, actually. Uh, yeah. A really quick, boring story. I was looking for some pre-routed timber. <laughs> <As> you do. <laughs> yeah, okay. as you do. Uh, for something that we need to build in the house, of course. The, the pre-routed timber has a groove in it, and when you search for something timber with a groove in it, you get an awful lot of tongue and groove, which is not quite what you want Yeah, You know what I mean? And you need a filter on your search that says, no, I'm I'm, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for this. And that's what we were talking about before, because the SEO battle for tongue and groove furniture is large, as I found out this weekend. You know, it's so frustrating. But anyway, there you go. (laughs) Quick aside. Did you use Bing search to help you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Maybe I should say that. Basically,
0: what you're saying, Paul, is there was a lot of tongue and groove noise on the There was the a internet, lot of tongue and
1: groove noise, yeah.
0: <laughs> which was clouding out the routed timber conversation.
1: Yes. yes.
0: And then you used Bing, aided by ChatGPT, to slice through that noise. Yes. With varying degrees of success. There you go. I, 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 haven't, I,
1: I haven't bought any yet. <laughs>
0: All right, so that customer journey ended in a (laughs) non-sale. You should just cut all that out as nonsense. Yeah, I'm going to put some (laughs) of that in. I'm (laughs) putting some of that in. So talking about paid ads uh, before, so Google have got a new service where they're going to use AI to try and make your paid ads more effective. Okay. And I don't mean just making sure more people see it. I mean the actual creative process of your ad. So it's going to use AI to sort out things like does your brand logo appear prominently in the first five seconds? Okay. Does it have a voiceover? Does it need a voiceover? Okay. Uh, does the video follow the recommended length based on your marketing marketing objective? Um, and is the aspect ratio right? You know? Hmm. And it'll make suggestions. Uh, it'll help you with a video creation tool. Um, it'll help you trim videos. So it seems like they're trying to do AI-powered ad creation.
1: Right, yeah, Okay.
0: Right inside Google
1: Ads. Well I'm I'm right in thinking that you've uploaded an ad that it's analysing here. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's a it might be a bit of a go back to the drawing board once you've done that because Google's gone no 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 this is right. Yeah, but
0: no, <laughs> but they do have a variety of high quality templates. I'm reading directly from their site. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll guide you to trim your video or if you're missing a horizontal or square video, you can easily create one using a variety of high-quality templates.
1: No, okay.
0: Okay. So, I might actually give that a blast. Mm, yeah. Okay, sounds interesting, yeah. yeah Cuz having the idea of content creation within the platform that sells the media space. so I think that's quite interesting that. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So, there's an old app which has got some new tricks, Paul. Go on. Which <laughs> app is it? It's Canva. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) I know. And it does make you think like that, doesn't it? Just like you go Canva, you go, oh. Oh. Uh, But maybe that's just us being old.
1: We tried it a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. And And it was painful, wasn't it? Yeah, because we were... when Yeah. I'm I'm not going to diss Canva, because an awful lot of people use it. But from our perspective, it was missing an awful lot of the tools we expect. Yeah. 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 And I think... I think that that is, even back then, was actually probably a good thing. But from our perspective, it made everything really painful. Yeah. So what I'm going to suggest
0: you won't like is I think we should consider Canva, or at least try it, for our primary content creation tool. Right then. And the reason <laughs> <laughs> And the reason being, I have been banging on for a while about how... Um, if any of these tools want to survive, they've got to start folding in these new AI technologies into their primary offering. Yeah, And we talked about that with uh, Adobe doing that and sort of going all in on it. And I think Canva are doing the same. Right. Um, right. They've got this thing called Canva Magic is how yeah. they're selling it, which okay. does make me cringe right away. Yep. Um, but they're using Runway Gen 2 so you can create video from a text prompt inside um, Canva now. And yeah, it's then, using yeah. Runway Gen 2. And it means you don't have to have a Runway Gen 2 subscription. You just have right. a Canva
1: subscription. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, they, they can do text to image. Okay, yeah. It'll do that. If you've got a portrait image but you want a landscape ad, it'll
1: sort that out for you. That's outpainting. Outpainting is adding some more.
0: Thank you for that, Paul. Yeah, no
1: problem. Um,
0: it'll also reformat existing content. Yep. So if you want to reformat a square ad as a uh, portrait ad or if you want to then repurpose that as a news report, it'll do mm-hmm. all of that for you mm-hmm. using AI. Okay. It'll also do your text as well. Oh, okay. So, you know, yep. you can tell it what your, your ad's about, your main sales point, points, and it'll, it'll draft you some copy. Right. Okay. Uh, it does that with inside it as well. You can do so, you know, if you've got a, um, this is, I think this is in painting. So, say in your picture, you decided they're wearing the wrong clothes that aren't going to connect with your audience. Yeah. You can just magic edit the picture, you know? Say okay. they're wearing a really stuffy jacket and you want them to wear a floaty light jumper. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> um, you could do that through the text as well. <laughs> okay. And you can also animate stuff with it. Okay. So you could drop some, you know, drop some text in, and it'll animate it. So it seems like they've just gone right in for everything.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, then um, let's have a look at that as well. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what? Are you going to put the uh, link in the description? I'll put the link in the description for <laughs> yes. Link in the description. I'm meant to say that all the
0: time. I know. Link in the description. Well, we said it about two thousand times last week. So now, obviously, we may have uh, generated our user personas. And we're imagining what our customers want and what they think. This is (laughs) my tenuous link into a load of news that's happened this week. Oh, yeah? About understanding the brain. So not text to image. Right. Thought to image. Oh, wow.
1: That's a whole (laughs) other level. We're getting into dystopian future stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Only from a like mind of someone like you, Martin. Too much (laughs) sci-fi. No, well, and me as well. I'm going to put myself yeah. in that category, to be honest.
0: When one of the people at the <laughs> forefront of this is Meta, oh. and what do Meta sell a lot of? <laughs> VR headsets. I was going to say lies, but... <laughs> Paul, can't say that. <laughs> this is opinion yeah, any... only. This is opinion only. Flux QX Limited cannot take responsibility <laughs> for the views of what he said on this podcast. <laughs> oh! oh we're almost over then (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. let me just read what they said so a predictive ai model can generate what it thinks people are seeing from their brain activity and i think
1: interesting it's not gonna work what it's not gonna work it's not ever gonna work What, what do you mean because there's no way in hell someone can concentrate on what on on actually what the image should be like. If you know what I mean, you just going to catch loads of people out. There'll be loads of random things appearing on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. That's no, stop about that stop thinking about
0: that. No, I didn't mean that. I didn't yeah. mean
1: that. <laughs> that exactly that. That's all, right, all that's yeah. going to happen. Fair <laughs> anyway, enough. Fair. I well, was I- picturing an old colleague of ours. <laughs> there just, oh, just be loads of All goats. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loads of goats. You know who you are.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> you're right, you're right, Paul. But the main point I had, the main point I was thinking about this is that the tech doesn't require to put wires into your brain. Yeah. It's apparently a mat that just sits on your head. Okay, wow. And the main thing that Meta uh, kind of pushing forward is the fact that it's real time. Reading down into the notes on it, apparently it only works when you're directly looking at the picture. They right, say yeah. they've had real trouble, and then they might just be a lie. They say they've had real trouble just creating imagined pictures. Yeah. Maybe they've just had a real time being able to show anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, for the reasons I was saying before. No one can, can concentrate enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know so, what I mean? So, it's like the so, mind wanders. <laughs> so it, this is, <laughs>
0: uh, oh, Paul. Oh, he's taking me <laughs> to really dodgy territory and trying to dig my way back out of it. <laughs> uh,
1: no, a and, car enthusiast will just be thinking about cars all the time. You know, exactly stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I like so, want a cereal box, not a sports car. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so you just made what I thought was going to be a really
0: useful tool <laughs> seem like completely unuseful.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, even the you gotta you gotta imagine the picture that you sat down in front of it just seems like a preposterous waste of time. I've already How got a money, picture of it. <laughs> no, yeah. How, How much money. money have they spent on that? Oh, anyway. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, if you feel like it's relevant, feel free. There's a link in the description. You can go and have a look. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. Right, two more stories to do. Two more stories. Okay. Um we have done some content generation in the past. And what we've been doing is generating little trailers for this podcast and putting them on LinkedIn. And maybe that is the funnel that you entered into even listening to this. Who knows? <laughs> um, but they take a little bit of time to do. So we were, we were playing with using AI um, yes. to create some stuff. And um, we did it for the second time, first time properly on the last episode. Yeah, um, But, uh, we rambled on about Descript's text-to-voice feature. Well, they've had a big announcement this week is they basically slagged off their old tech and said their old their old voice model was old and tired and barely useful. And they've released a brand new one, and the headlines of this are, is that um, instead of taking 24 hours to get your voice model back and you yep. have to put up uh, about 45 minutes worth of talking, yep. you now need to read a less than 30-second script yeah and then less than a minute later you get the voice model back a minute yeah less than a minute and I've tested this and my voice model is infinitely better on the quick one than the one I spent ages doing oh amazing which is kind of a frustrating thing about working with things like this because you spend ages doing something and then two weeks later someone releases something where you never have to do that again.
1: I think we've covered that in every I know. episode. It so, moves it's so, so frustrating. fast. It, this is, it oh. moves so, so fast.
0: Yeah. Um, but apparently over the next 10 weeks, uh, Descript are going to be dropping loads and loads of AI features.
1: Right, okay. Um, apparently. Apparently. I, th- I think there might be some... Uh corporate shenanigans going on here as well. What do you but mean? I, I think everybody is aware that it's moving so fast and people are uh, announcing things that are coming down the pipeline to keep keep you on the platform.
0: Yeah. Funny, isn't it? Because we were yeah.
1: considering last week not not using Descript anymore. And yeah, moving. we were. Yeah. We were. And they
0: just hooked me back in.
1: Hooked us back in. Yeah. Uh, and, and But maybe also, they're maybe
0: waiting for a point for it to settle down a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before yeah.
0: they decide, you know what, we're going to jump in with this model because it could just be utterly irrelevant in two weeks. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep, yep. Um,
0: Do you want to listen to our AI-generated ad, Paul? Yes, please. People may have already heard this, but this is our AI-generated ad. I mean, it's got Paul's model on there, my yep. model on there, yep. and we've used a model that uh, Descript have themselves as well, and I've literally just typed this out. Okay. So we didn't have to record it. Here yep. we go. AI news on the Meat Puppets podcast this week.
1: Adobe going all in on AI after Adobe Max. We generate voiceover in almost any language with 11 laps. Google will defend your AI-generated content. US actors demand no fakes. Text to Vector with Adobe Illustrator. Does Cyberpunk 2077 uses AI voice of deceased actor?
0: Adobe developing generated fill tool for video.
1: Edit video from text in Premiere.
0: Analysts predict AI will be dead by the end of 2024.
1: All this and more on the Meat Puppets podcast. I prefer AI Martin to the real Martin. He's less annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like it. You know yeah. what I quite like about it is how deadpan your voice model is. I know. I'm just gonna say I'm really deadpan, and it's given me a bit of a thicker Manchester accent as well. I said it has actor, actor, actor. <laughs> act-o. Whereas mine,
0: it's made me a little bit more southern.
1: It always yeah. seems to do this. Not I've- that deadpan, am Emma, I might be. Yeah. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. But
0: what I quite like about that is it's got its own personality that weirdly. Yeah. Even though it's an AI-generated ad. So I think we're going to be doing more of that. Yeah, good. It's good. Okay, last story, (laughs) uh, which is we can kind of look at the results of next week. So um, when we were in traditional media, the thing they used to do all the time to encourage people to get on and make stuff was they always used to do a 48-hour film challenge. Yes, Uh, which is a challenge put out by various different sponsors or manufacturers and say, right, you've got 48 hours to make a film, go out and make it, upload it to here, and we'll pick a winner. Right. Um, So Runway ML, who we covered a little bit earlier when we were talking about Canva, they've launched a 48-hour film challenge, but completely using their generative model to make your film. Right, okay. Um, And I'd love to say go and enter it, but you can't. Oh, because by the time you listen to this, it'll already be finished. Ah, But it's the it ends in about four hours from when we're recording. Right. Okay. Um, but go and have a look at the results. Um, yes. I'll put the link in the description. Bing! Podcast bingo. <laughs> but I think this is, you know, they're definitely trying to place themselves in that. Talking about funnels and marketing again, they've created this thing that means you can create video. Yeah. And they seem to be firmly aiming it at the traditional video creation community.
1: Yeah, the creative film space. Is that the right thing? I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. People making movies, shorts. But then and, it's yeah. like the
0: people who value authenticity and craft. Um but I think it, what I'm really interested to see with it is the challenge I've found with all generative AI stuff is the ability to direct it really well. Yeah. And get reliable repeatable results.
1: Uh yeah. You know, you yep. can't do pixel to the left. No, in generative no. AI, no, you can't. You really can't. If you, if you, yeah, you, I've, I've tried. You know, I've been playing with Stable Diffusion a lot, and um, <laughs> you, with uh, subtle changes, you end up with vastly different images. And I'd say subtle changes to
0: your prompt, for instance, yes, getting that consistency or it not having that consistency makes it really hard. I think for people in a traditional uh, video production or uh, graphic production world makes it really difficult because you have to imagine, reimagine how you're going to work with your clients. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. But, th- you know, at the same time, that is quite exciting because we will have a generation of people doing that. Yeah. Who knows what we're going to end up with. I did a traditional
0: media production job yeah. for a very well-known celebrity person. Yeah. And we were using some generative AI. I will not say exactly yeah. what it was. But I'd done something like three iterations before. They go, oh, can I have that? But with that iteration of what you did before. And yeah. it was weird because I had to say no. Right, yeah. <laughs> because the chances of me being able to recreate
1: yeah. what yeah. I did before. Yeah. using Even
0: using the same prompts and the
1: same seed. <clears throat> Interesting. I think uh, it's interesting, it's Hearts of Darkness, the documentary about Apocalypse Now, yeah. which was obviously a huge, uh, lavish spend where they went off to the jungle and kind of made it up as they went along. Um, but I think Francis Ford Coppola in that movie mentions, I'm going to paraphrase now, but he says, access to technology, um, the next great filmmaker could be an eight year old eight-year-old girl from Wyoming, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we might be looking at something similar like that, you know, with a whole new suite of tools and a whole different way of thinking. Yeah, and the way some of these people are using it, we haven't even
0: touched on the 3D video space. No. But some of the stuff that's being created is just insane, as in yeah. insanely good. Yeah. Not really sure how to consume it yet, but it's no. just it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there is some other AI news this week, but I think we're going to leave it there. With uh, a story about a 48 film challenge you can't be part of. (laughs) Awesome again. (laughs) Sting.
1: We don't chat during the stings. No, we don't. No, you know, we leave them playing, just just letting people know. I always imagine, you know, when somebody's doing something like that and, and a yeah. sting comes on that they're having a chat. You know, the way newsreaders always get caught out and stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe <laughs> we should start having a chat during the stings and then yeah. publish those bits. That could be our social media. I don't know. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just, just be lots of swearing. So in right. this bit, we're meant to do like a big business decision about are. What, what our marketing funnel is going to be what our marketing tools are going to be and the truth is we haven't got a scooby just yet no
1: is that we've got, i mean we've, we're
0: roughly we're roughly saying reddit like we said but before yes.
1: yeah that that boils from a, a decision that we have made which i think is um start with one platform and make and try and measure the impact yeah whereas Absolutely. if you go all out on everything you'll quickly get lost
0: And I think we have got some guiding lights as well about genuinely creating value. Yes, absolutely, And and not just spamming your marketing content in, which Reddit doesn't seem to allow anyway. They seem to kick you out if you do that. Yep, exactly right, yeah. And um, so one of our mutual friends said, if you want to make everyone interested in something that you're talking about, relate it back to football, which isn't (laughs) part of my world. So... I'm going to say, you wouldn't walk into a Manchester United pub and strike up a conversation about quantum computing. <laughs> do I, I, I think you're dissing United fans there. Oh. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying, though, don't you? It's, it's just like, make sure it's yeah. relevant to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think, which I do too much of on this podcast, people hate being interrupted with irrelevant crap. <laughs> yeah. It kind of really kills the conversation, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It really so, does, yeah. So, <laughs> so don't initi- listen to this. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's all about then the return on investment. Um, yeah. But I don't just mean money. You know, if you're talking paid ads, obviously it's money, but it's also time. Yes. You know, and we're talking about starting this in a very manual kind of way. And yes. we're not talking about using bots to get into conversations and all that no. kind of stuff. No, we're not. We did. We have talked
1: about doing that, but I don't. We, have, think
0: there's a, yeah. we, we kind of question the value to it.
1: Well, I think we uh, we start in a manual way to look what we need to build for the automations. Yeah, and then it's that, AI that into feedback it. loop. Yeah, yeah, it's that feedback loop again. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so
0: I was going to talk just a little bit about the value proposition. And that your audience might not be who you think it is. Mm. And um, there's a friend of ours who runs a a YouTube channel um, called Be The Lick. Yep. And he went through a very interesting pivot because like um, the guy who runs that channel, I can say his name, it's Ben. Yep. um, He's like classically trained musician, understands musical theory, mixing theory, you um, uh, you know, could have a, conversation about scales for years and which scales work with which scales yeah and i think initially on the youtube channel they started talking to other musos yeah and basically having a conversation and literally arguments about stuff that both parties knew a lot about yeah and kind of get down to arguing semantics but very quickly pivoted and realized that the knowledge that he had which was like encyclopedic music theory knowledge. Yeah. Would actually be most useful for the people who didn't have any. Yes. And That's true. To- totally going against his gut feeling is actually thinking what I've got to offer is most valuable to DJs. Yeah. And who'd have thought there'd be a musical theory channel aimed at DJs? Indeed. <laughs> yeah. And and the point is after that switch they've been incredibly successful.
1: Yeah, growing and growing and growing. If anyone's interested in that world, please go check him out. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah it's called Be The Lick, the link in the description. And if you're interested in um, creating your own music, really, really useful. Yeah. Uh, a really good community, it seems, is building there as well. Yeah. I think it's just being open to think that where you think your audience are and where your gut tells it they are, it might be completely outside of your current experience or even thinking. And this is why I think using some data to drive those decisions. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it, yeah. it it's, it's dead easy to say, but I think it's really difficult to do. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to come to a decision this week. We're going to delay it um, yeah. <laughs> and iterate it. Yes. But we're going to get stuck into um, content creation using some of the tools. Uh, we're going to have a look at Canva, and um, we're going to have a look at Reddit.
1: We are indeed, yeah. Watch this space. We'll get back to you at some point. Probably not next week.
0: (laughs) No. We'll probably, like we did last week, we teased something last week, which we haven't done this week. Did we? Uh, Yeah, we did. Teased something about Warners uh, signing their first (gasps) AI act. yeah.
1: We did. But we haven't talked about it. No, we haven't. Uh, That'll that'll also come later. Later.
0: (laughs) Sting. 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 Pressing the button. (laughs) Pressing the button. Getting you out of a hole there, Paul. Here we go.
1: Thanks. (laughs) Was that some of that instinct in chat I just heard there?
0: Yeah, I might have just said something during the sting there, Paul.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to
0: let you wrap this one up, Paul. Yeah, I think I think we've gone on too long, Martin. I think we should just leave. Okay. Well, we I'm just going to quickly say this really quick. Go on. Um, okay, we're on Twitter, probably not for long because we'll be on Reddit, but you can find us at Meat Puppets Pod. Uh, We've got a YouTube page at Meat Puppets Podcast. Uh, We do some tutorials. We've got a LinkedIn page, but that might have all changed by next week. So, bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Paul. (laughs)